We're on our way to interview Britain's most tattooed man again. Part two. Let's go. It's, it's a skill as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to do the interview. I can run. You can do it if you want. Cool. <laughs> um, well, we're glad to be back. How long ago was it that we we met with you? Because we came to your we came to your place last time. Yeah, I've been there eighteen years. It was like, eighteen years ago. No, I'd, rem no, I'd remember no. it being about that far. I think it was like was five years ago, maybe six. Yeah, it was six or seven, maybe. It's been a while. What have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in, in so, most of that time. Uh, life is, life is colourful, always. Uh, adding ink to my body, removing ink from my body, putting more ink on where ink used to be, you know, it's uh... Britain's most tattooed man. So, I think we kind of touched on this last time. What's the, what's the difference between being Britain and the UK's? most or is there somebody else no so there's an island's most toad man so like great britain right yeah so like a uk's most toad man so i think it's just a title that the media kind of adopt and give to people i think there was a senior guy who i've done a documentary with keith gordon that right. had the title for a period of time and then they gave it back to me so i think it's just a media circulation i don't think there's actually a measurement on how they say you're 95 percent covered you're 100 percent covered mm. i think diamond diamond the new zealand guy that was based here for a while he's the most tattooed guy in the world right like, with like three three hundred percent technically three layers of ink so until you get to that which hello yeah <laughs> we've up? started we've started the the next layer the next journey of evolution Wow, what was the reason for that, the all black? So, so blackout is a thing um, that one of my first ever artists told me if I'd done it, I would have saved a lot of money mm. back in the day. Uh, and two, it's a trend that has become part culture and part historic. Um, I think there's like a, a, black, a blacking out of covering up, uh, of covering over tattoos. But there's also a community now of people black out. For me, I'm evolving over old art because I'm body art. And I'm going to put white tattoos on the black, which I just like how it looks. I just like, yet again, it's an evolution of my own artwork. It's like a Banksy painting over his own work. This is, I'm not the artist, but I'm allowing the artist to recreate a piece of art over the art that I've got on my body already. So is that, that's considered a tattoo then? Yeah, it's blackout. It's it's an intense it's an intense form of tattooing. So. Mm -hmm. How many do you know how many tats you have? Because I know probably a lot of it's like just the continuation. Yeah, of so from head to toe, technically in area volume coverage, mm -hmm. but for me it's more personal sitting in the chair. So sitting in the chair under the needle. Mm -hmm. So just for the new blackout, that was four and a half hours. So I've exceeded over a thousand hours now. So that's crazy. What, what when, you think, when you think of 24 hours is a day, right. 72 is free, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of days that have gone of ink into my body. Not all at the same time. I haven't sat there for a day, but over my lifetime, yeah. There's, there's I think I asked you this before, but I don't remember. So where, where did it start? Because 
I, I don't imagine that you started off with the idea that I'm going to go and just be like the most tatted dude. Yeah, so I think the legal age is 18, but we're seeing cultures and we're seeing teenagers get tattooed at 16, some, some even younger than that now. I think, I think with parent, parent consent, I think it's not too bad, but for me, I was half the legal age, nine, when I knew I wanted some kind of artwork on me. Obviously not to the extent that you've touched on, not to be covered that I am, that become the journey later on. I think my first tattoo was when I was 16 of a British Bulldog. It's just a piece of art. It was a Bulldog with the Union Jack that I liked in the, on the flash in the tattoo studio. Uh, and now most tattoo studios work to custom. Just you work with an artist, you tell them what you want, they'll draw you a piece. The, the, the whole industry's changed. Who's, who's the second most tattooed man then? In, in Britain, uh, if you're the most. So the, there are a couple of people that have got names. There's like Keith Gordon, he's a pensioner. He's in late 60s, might even be 70 now. I don't know, he's married with uh, children, unlike myself. Yet again, different type of lifestyle. I think he started later in, on in life in his 40s. So, and then there are a couple of other people that are like more couples. So there's, there's a lady, um, I forget her name. She's like the most tattooed woman in the UK. Then there are couples like Curly, he's, I, that's not his birth name, but Curly uh, and his wife. Curly's a tattoo artist, mm. but him and I think his wife might be a tattoo artist now. And he started tattooing her and then that was a lifestyle for them as well. So this guy, you said he's, he's a pensioner now. So what happens to your work when you start to hit your 60s and 70s? Are you going to have to be like getting complete touch-ups all over or you're just going to let them go or first of all that's a great question you've got to get there first because mm. life isn't guaranteed no. and i talk about what happened to me in 2009 i'm blessed to be here every day i wake up just like all of us so but yeah i'll be the most colorful person in the oap home hopefully let's 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 look at the serious element you know we get old skin skin sags ink pigmentation breaks up in the skin it can fade uh, the beautiful thing about the skin, though, is you can put more ink in. Mm. But, yeah, again, that comes with risk, with the elements of ink and chemicals and pigmentations in the ink. Uh, but I think as soon as you go for your first tattoo or your tenth tattoo, you're, you're, risking, you're risking cancer anyway. You, you, you know, we're living... We're a species that are prone to disease. Mm. So there's always going to be that risk of, of cancer from putting foreign chemicals into your body. So does the tattoo increase the re I didn't know that it increases the risk of the So of uh, the EU, um, we've had Brexit, and whether you support it or not, there's elements that come with it, and a lot of people won't know this. The EU blocked a lot of uh, inks from parts of the world, especially America, because of how toxic the chemicals are in the inks. Mm. Although a lot of studios are still going online and purchasing those inks, some companies are now putting the EU flag on the ink bottles, and the EU have not licensed or sanctioned any of that. So yeah, ink, ink can cause, well, even, even the tattoo, if it goes too deep into the skin, you can have a reaction, you, you, you know, you have to sh there's, there's a whole medical side to healthcare while you're having a tattoo and after, mm. you know. So you're, you're doing like a lot of risky stuff, because I'm looking at you now and your eyeballs are tattooed. So, yes, yes they are, and my community, my community call it eyeball tattooing, but for me, 
if you was to take a tattoo machine and put that to an eyeball, you wouldn't have an eyeball. No. It's a surgical procedure. So for me, uh, the white of the eye, the eyeball, uh, hasn't got a nerve in. The nerve is at the back of the eye, my optician tells me. A lot of people that have the procedure don't have eye tests before. They could have, they could have eye problems before they have the procedure or during after. Uh, a couple of people well known around the world, a Canadian girl that I spoke to, a model, she had eye problems after having both her eyes done. I had two years between I had each eye done. I was like, I'm going to get one done. If then I have eyesight problems, at least I've still got the other eye. But my optician said, you could eye, could, you, you know, your eyes deteriorate year on year. So yeah, there are a lot of risks, but I kind of try to look at the medical side, do some research, find out it's got a historical reference going back like two, two and a half thousand years it was being done. Not on people that had good sight like us, it was being done by doctors and opticians on people with like, like cataracts back in the day in Greece and, not ancient Greece, Greece, France, it was being done up until like the 1900s to touch up cloudy eyes, people with sight problems. Hmm. But we are risking our sight by having it done. So have you had any sort of like infections or anything like that? I've had reactions from ink in my body, but not my eyes, luckily. Um, I have an eye test every January. That's when I'm booked in. I'm booked in every January to have a, the old eye test. I have reading glasses, but apart from that, uh, my sight is still 20-20 vision. For 43, my, 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 my sight's better than my opticians. <laughs> That's not bad. What are you doing like with your life? I've touched on... Uh, what, what happens when you get older. So do you work or are you doing like like extreme stuff? Cause... Yeah, so I understand where you're coming from. As you get older, limited capacity. I'm not popping up in Downton Abbey or EastEnders Weekly, but I still got like a, my, my look has opened doors in the acting world. I'm registered with some agencies that get me like publication photo shoots. There's media work. Sometimes I'm called onto like television to do debating about whether it's a co like the affairs going on in the world or mostly tattoos, funny enough, because of who I am. Right. But uh, generally acting is, is somewhere that I'm at, is, is, a big, is a big thing that I what do. What kind of acting? So I, I'm retired from professional wrestling, unfortunately, because, I'm like, because what happened to me when I was stabbed in 2009, but I'd love to get back into that world. I've got a lot of friends in that world, all around the world. But yeah, TV, TV, film. Um, cropped up in the spin-off of Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them. Unfortunately, my friends don't believe me because I'm in a deleted scene. The worst. It's not. You get paid. You get paid even if it's deleted. Yeah. But then daytime TV and other series that I just had a casting for, like um, a local in Birmingham, Doctors. That's been running for years. So you're doing all this normal stuff. I thought maybe you'd be doing like adult films or something more exciting. Okay, so... Um, yeah, why are you giving me the PG version? Of yeah, what this is do? the PG version. There are frisky elements to myself. I've got a lot of friends in different areas of entertainment, politics, and a few friends are in the, uh, the adult industry world, triple X, taboo, and uh, I have delved into that, but uh, it's not somewhere I really want to be if I want to pursue other avenues hmm. later on. Not that... You know, once there was a black man in the White House, no pun or racism there. Um, I'm not saying let's put a multicolored man in number 10, but you know, you need to have some kind of serious angle if, if you've got, even as a councillor maybe, if I decided to run for local elections. 
you should have done the porn first then got yeah. all the ink because then they wouldn't recognize no, you no no but no it's, i would have been like clark kent superman i'm sure the i'm sure they would have known you were talking politics before is that something that you were want i know you talk a lot of political stuff yeah i've always had an interest i think going back to my working days when i was like collar tie very officey, like my managers would talk about what's going on in the world, politics and stuff. I kind of took an interest, thought I'd, it was, and you can't get away from it whether you like it or not, or you, you, you vote or you don't vote. It runs the world, unfortunately, you, you know, and yeah, it's something, something that over the years I've, uh, I've took more of an interest in, and I've made some contacts, some useful contacts, like my MP now, Labour MP, she's helped me over the most silly, ridiculous things, like I'm fighting HSBC at the moment. Tell us about that, because I was reading about it on your Instagram. So, big finance. So, you've got to open a bank account, Supply, prove who you are so you're not like a foreign entity you're uh, money laundering etc so i've got my passport which i had to fight the government for over my name my provisional driving license which has expired now never got around to driving properly that had my full legal name on my passport now has two names on an abbreviation of the 11 words that is my name so that causes a problem when you're uploading documentation when you're doing face-to-face -face with branch management like the managers that be in, in bank branches. And you're trying to switch from one bank to another where the bank has opened you an account and seen all the proof. And someone is looking at your passport and everything. But they're saying, we can't open you a bank because of our protocol and our policy. I had to draft my MP in to say, no, you've got to open him an account. This, this person is who he says he is. His passport is legit. Um, and they compensated me last week and the, I'm in the process of getting my account and my, my sort code and account number. What a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, you change your name to something as quirky or as long as mine, it's not like a Scott or a Paul or a Jonathan. Yeah, it can be a bit much because I, I deed-pulled my name, which had my name legally changed. Um, so, 11 words. When I was here with you last time, I tried to get it right and I, I effed it all up. <laughs> so, I'm not going to try again. I don't even remember what they are now. All I remember is. I remember King of Inkland, but then it went into like Inkite and all this other stuff that I don't remember. So, what were the 11 names? King of Inkland, you got the first four right. King Body Art, right. the Extreme Inkite. But on the passport, it says that on the paper page above your photo. Okay. Also known as Aka, um, although I'm not also known as, it should actually say that is who I am. And then on the photo page, it says Bart tie, which is a gluing of body art without the ODY. Okay. And the tie is the initials of the extreme inkite. Mmm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I've got a magic wand. I can make you completely ink free again. Would you do it? Ooh. You know, we used to have them back in the day when I was a child, but we used to scribble on what was the very first tablet with sand called oh, Etch -a Sketch. Etch -a Sketch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. scribble and give it a shake, yeah. Mm. Um, I like magic, but you know what? I've seen laser technology evolve over the last two decades, mm. and I have laser technology, but also I've inked over ink, and now I'm inking over ink, like more detailed stuff, more new evolution. But um, yeah, probably yes and no. Maybe elements of my body, but not all my body. So you're not going to let me give you a clean slate. You will just start all over. 
You wouldn't. You you could start over and get completely different ink, or would you? Would you get everything? Redone? If you can make me eleven stone as well at the same time and like have a chiseled body, I might. I might take you, you up on you that didn't because gain weight because you get tattoos. No, I didn't. That's but lifestyle. It's it's the ink stretches and different thing. I right. think. I think it's part of my journey, where I was, how I become, and everything, and now I'm evolving different, so mm -hmm. it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice thought, but I think the afterthought is I am where I am. So. Right. With regards to doing, like, um, wrestling again, because I was thinking about this, I know someone who's in adult film, and she does wrestling. Mm. Would you be interested in maybe doing something like that, where you're wrestling a woman... And, and I think it's sexually you know, or like is it is it crossover into the the sex world or I is don't it think just professional wrestling I like intergender man versus I woman in, so, in, yeah. in a boxing ring yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah ballet yeah, 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 yeah ballet yeah. and boxing so I've heard it called all things over over the years. Even even Chris Jericho once once someone said oh, it's fake, and he he responded with something so harsh it was hilarious. But yeah, I'd, I'd be open to stuff with because it is performed. So. What happened to your ear? Because I'm looking at your ear, yes. and I I don't know if we I if I recognize that from before. It's probably it, it it's not new to me, but right. it's probably new since we last touched on. So I had some surgery work done. I've had various forms of body modifications, very well documented. So I had my ears sculptured. I had one kind of like a haircut, you know, trimming. So we made it small. Not that I had big Dumbo ears or looked like Prince Charles with his big ears. Because uh, he has got big ears, you know. King Charles. King Charles, my oh, my my hard, bad. Hard it's, it's, it's it's hard to get, you know. It's <laughs> it is. It'll be on our money soon. Um, but yeah, so I had one one trimmed and the other one shaped. So bit of a tribute to my other love of boxing. As bad as it was, Mike Tyson taking a chunk out of uh, Holyfield. It's a moment of madness, like a photo. Mm. A moment of time frozen. So and also some wrestlers have had. Bizarre accidents in their craft and their work. Mick Foley uh, got caught in a ring in Japan and stuff, and he's a, a slice. So it's kind of like a multi-sport art tribute of me sculpturing my body in, in an art form, but also paying homage to to these icons. Mm. As weird as a lot of people probably will never get their head around that. What's it like dating? Because for me, I'm I'm what would be considered a traditional-looking person. Mm -hmm. Whereas you are considered to not be a traditional looking person. To, to the so, majority, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I walk, I walk, I like to say I walk amongst uh, lions and bears yeah, rather well, than monkeys, you know. But yeah, like, we're, we're all unique in our own yeah, way. But I mean, my community is alternative. Although I've got a lot of conservative and, yeah. and social, you know, what society would expect of, of a normal person. So yeah, Tinder, Tinder's fa fascinatingly scary. Mm. You know, the narcissists that I've dated. They probably think I'm the narcissist. I don't know. Um, it's it's an interesting thing because for me, I like to get to know someone before I just jump ju jump in and, and whatever. And I'm starting uh, on the journey again, being single with with that that process again with someone new at the moment. We're a couple of months into talking. Uh, hopefully, going to meet up in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, for me, I have to kind of have a defence, more of a defence up at first because. I can see myself possibly being a novelty as mm. well, like mm. where he's covered in toes, oh, he's in the media, oh, he's... 
they've seen my social media, they've seen that I've been with this person, that person. I've had somebody ask me that because yeah. I promoted the thing on, on the Instagram page. Yeah, so you can get, get, like, they've seen me with a certain celebrity or a socialite. Like, I think in America, Paris Hilton, she's a celebrity, but she's also a socialite. We've got them here, like Callum Best. His dad was a famous footballer. Um, technically, are you famous for your dad? Or what do you do afterwards? He's, he's a nice guy. But you get these girls that see me with these people as well, not just my tattoos and the stories in the media. And, you know, you've got to think, well, are they just with me because of that? Money? that All those kind of things, which, yet again... That comes with looking like this, unfortunately. You, would you rather date somebody that's more traditional looking, or would you rather date someone that's more like yourself? Uh, so I've got a preference. I've dated, um, I've dated plain, plain skins. That's, <laughs> yeah, plain skins. People with no tattoos. That's you. <laughs> no piercings whatsoever. Uh, I've dated an Asian girl. Dated a couple of black women. You, you know, skin. Skin colour to me is nothing, you know, mm. you, you know, it's a personality thing, lifestyle, get on with the person. So know. for you it's no big deal for I've dated single mums, well obviously you hope they're single, yeah. and they've still not got the partner, you, you, you know, no affairs yet, let's, 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 yeah, delve into that, you know. But yeah, I've dated mums, you know. I can see how it might feel like a novelty for some, like you said, because I've, I had someone ask me, I bet he, probably gets a lot of porn action or something. Mm. I've, got, I've got a friend who's an ex-Harlem Globetrotter, like, um, and he, he and another European guy, he's English, mm. but he's the most tallest man in the UK. Really? Um, Paul Sturgis. Should have had him sat um, next to you. Yeah, he's, he's a tall dude, <laughs> seven foot seven. Oh, wow. But he holds the joint record, I believe, in the NBA because of Harlem Globetrotter. He lives, does he live in England? Uh, he's, uh, yes, between England and New Zealand. Oh, right on. So I'll probably hook you up if you want. Yeah, that'd be dope if he's here. Uh, but no, he's a big tall dude, and he mm. gets the same thing as me. If we're out on a night out, I mean, I've worked with him doing, doing like charity events and photo stuff but like when we're out at a bar not him and me together but like even though he's got a partner a girl might talk to him or a woman might mm. start talking to him and then the, the boyfriend or husband will come over and say what are you doing talking to my lady and she's she's the one integrated the conversation and I get that as well you know you get some aggression of some random guy random dude because a girl started talking to you about your appearance and stuff yeah. a, a bit of an icebreaker thing but they're insecure yeah that's all that is because you're, you're, you're probably very easy to approach and talk to. Nine times out of ten, unless some. someone's like being, you, you know, sometimes it takes two, maybe three questions before you see it going downhill because people can be nice and then turn it, turn it up. Really? Like flick, yeah. What do you mean? So you don't really, like, snob, different elements of snobbery and um, nastiness can come out after mm. a few questions. Um, people can be like, so it's not like the, the curious, the why, as in a nice why, why did you do it? And, and then probably a million questions that flux after that my friends have heard a thousand times, a thousand times more, but it can then go, wow, you must be mental. And, and, and it's not like, well, are you mental? It's like they're, they're tapping into a nastiness of like, you, you know, you must be deranged, you must have been bullied, you know, mm. all that kind of, they don't know me. No. They've spoke to me for how long? Two, two seconds? Mm. Two minutes? 
Yeah, we've and they're, and they're trying to doubt they're being they're doctoring, judging me, and you know. Well, it's a it's a therapy session right there uh, on, the, on the platform. Unfortunately, of the train station. like I said, we're a disease <laughs> species. We get disease, we die, we don't live forever, which is a blessing. But um, humans are very judgmental. It's in our DNA. Yeah, that's a fact. What is your favorite tattoo? Somebody wanted me to ask you that. Okay, so it. When I say my eyes, are, my eyes are nice, as in the ink in my eyes, but I actually have tattoos of eyes. And during my blackout, I kept, hmm. I kept my eyes while I'm there. Because I think without your eyes, you can't see the beautiful world around you and the people in it, you know. And I, I mean, technology now, blind people might gain sight one day or, you know, the advancements in science and medicine. But like, I mean, you lose one, you lose one sense and other senses become enhanced i mean look at stevie wonder and people like that musician mm. talent he's, he's a genius but um i think I, I it's a different world if you can't see it's mm. a different world if you can't hear or talk um and yeah my artwork is for me and the amount of people that want to judge me or say it's scribble graffiti well this is this is my own personal art collection that i'll take to the grave dude the palms of your hands had been excruciatingly painful uh, i got inkaholic like an alcoholic but uh i socially drink not not, not abuse uh, alcohol but, but inkaholic putting 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 it in is quite painful yeah. yeah but for me be it my world record 36 tattoo artists working on me, or the black ink, or every time a needle goes in my, in, I say any part of my body is painful. My eyes were the least painful. My, my eye, because muscle and organ, skin is organ, eyes are muscle, very different texture. Mm. Mm. A nervous pain, don't get me wrong, that was, that was frightening. The pain as the, the syringe is coming towards you is, and everyone says the eyes must have killed, right? Totally the opposite. My world record, which was 36 tattoo artists working on my body, every angle me, they were around me, they were under me, they were over me as I was in a harness. That was brutal. Like, I was on the verge of shock, almost. My body almost went into shock. Why'd you do that? I was approached by a group of, art, a group of tattooists that said, we're, doing, we're hosting a big tattoo convention in the UK. It's our 30th anniversary. It's going to be a, a big football stadium. We want to show a big mega piece, and, and we think you might be the guy. And I didn't say yes, and I didn't say no straight away. I said, can you, can, he said, well, we've got a couple of months. Just let us know in a, in a couple of weeks if you can. And I said, yeah, I'm up for it. Like, you know, never done anything like that, didn't I? I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be a big body endurance needles in me. And then I say the actual part of my body that would be the next part would be my blackout because the guy that was, the tattoo artist that was putting this in was using... Uh, a 48 Magnum. Now, for people that don't know tattooing, the tattoo equipment, 48 Magnum is like a shovel. A shovel with needles in. So it's a wide pen right. with loads of needles going into you. So that was, the, even the healing, the, the whole, I felt that, I felt it, I felt it a week later. You know, I don't feel it now it's healed, but like, yeah, it was, that, that's probably the most painful single aspect of tattooing, the, the brutal black. How long did it take for it to recover? About eight, nine days before awesome. it starts peeling like a, shredding like a snake or a reptile. <laughs> that's awesome. What's next for you? You got new ink coming or 
Just uh, maybe put more. my head in a jar like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, we're not going to cut my head off. Not, not yet. AI and all that, like robotic me, clone me or something. Even though I've got a mini me. You see my little pillow? No. I've got a mini me with my Birmingham City kit on. Um, I don't know, more body mods, I think. I'm going to push them. I, I like the 3D art because not just what I've got in my forehead. Um, some people say it's a button. Some people say it's a bullet. I get the Illuminati. It does kind of have that effect, especially when I unscrew it. It does look like like the Illuminati. Um, just putting more more art on me and in me and under me. So like on your hand, because that's is that. Yeah, I've got I've got a silicon mold. That's what is a harder mold than what women have in breast implants uh, under the skin. I've got a crown. I did have a knuckle duster in this arm where the black was. Mm. That's you might have seen a news article where I almost lost my arm because of that. It started to not reject, but started to break through the skin. And we're kind of close to that now. The skin has got so thin. These things are meant to be like you take to the grave with you because once they're in, they're normally in for your life. And if you're in a coffin, if someone was to bring you up, they're normally in with your, your bones, basically. Mm. But sometimes they have to come out because sometimes they, uh, they can rip through the skin. Wow. wow. I've got a skull in my chest, a man with two skulls. But you don't hear that often. No. That's <laughs> good in my chest because for me that's like yeah again I go back to ethnicity size of people um, doesn't matter how tall you are how fat you are thin like whatever sex your gender you are um, underneath we're all the same right technically mm, so my 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 skull skeleton that that's got meaning just like a lot of my lot of my artwork on me dope excellent. Where can people reach you via like social media if they want to book you or anything like that? Yeah, so I've got Twitter, which is King underscore Body Art, King Body Art, but underscore after each word. My Instagram is King of Inkland seventy nine. Seventy nine is the year I was born in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> and uh, on YouTube, I haven't uploaded recently, but I'm King Body Art two, I believe. It's not a King Body Art one. You're looking at him. And my TikTok is Tattooed Tory. But just to let people know, I'm not a Tory. <laughs> what the fuck? Why call yourself Tattooed Tory if you're not a Tory? It's, uh, it goes hand in hand with my sense of humour and serious side, I suppose. It, 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 it flows I like better. To, I like to discombobulate people. It flows better than Tattoo... Mm. Uh, What's the, what's the other Tattooed thing? Rambler, because <laughs> for the obvious reason, I'm covered in the goddamn tattoos and I ramble on and on. So. Oh, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. King of Inkland, thanks for joining me today. Brilliant. Appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other questions? You had all these great questions earlier. And now you got nothing. Did. But you know what? When the bod mod come up, I knew that was coming, so that's why I put that up. Yeah. But if you want the pipe trick, you, because you probably get some close-ups as well. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take some stuff real quick and then I'll yeah. get out of your face. So. No, I can't draw unless we have a game of hangman and you'll see how good my stick people are. <laughs> I can't draw. Pretty much so, yeah. Or back in the day, tattoo studios, there are still some old school where you... You take a magazine with a pic most people get a picture off the internet and yeah. that's a tattooist's worst nightmare with a phone. If I was a tattoo artist, I'd hate it. Mm. You, you know, people that walk with the, with the picture and go, how much for this? Mm. Or do you want it on your back or do you want it on your right? How big do you want it? That depends on your price. 
etc. Do you know what I mean? I'm not attacked with, so it's like seeing pictures and stuff. It's like I kind of know what I want or something. Or back, the Terry Studios used to have pictures all over the, and now a lot of them are more modern and you have a consultation. Like definitely with the big, well known, like Bondi Inc and LA Inc and stuff. Bondi Inc's lovely. I was out in Australia a few years ago. That was really nice studio, clean, overlooking the ocean as well, on the other side, you know. Um, these studios, some of them are fantastic, and then you've got some right divey ones. But like back in the day when I first started, there were pictures all over the walls, and you'd just be like, "Oh, there's the British boy, oh, like that." And then could I have that place? A big it and they'd have to draw it, and you'd have to wait about an hour for them to draw it. Mm. And now there's there's a photocopying machine that these lazy ones just do on the. the print it out and then slap it on you and then it's the toes off. Stenciled in you know, yeah, But that saves a lot of time as well, you know, the tech, that, that's another element of the industry that, from a tattooist point, that's advanced and helps them. Also yeah. helps the customer, you're not waiting around for ages, yeah. ages for them to draw it up. I think you're going to probably see a lot more advances with AI because mm. you're going to be able to say, draw me this with that. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen robot arms doing certain things and then also the printable foods and stuff. I was on a train with a totally different connection, but I was on a train about 18 months ago. I can't remember. I was going up Yorkshire somewhere. and There was an American lady and a European guy and they were on a, on a, a phone thing. And I think it was good signal because I heard bits. And they were talking about printable foods and stuff. You know, mm, mm. I think the printer prints some of the food and then cooks. It's got like a little print food. I think I think we're going that way. Star 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 Trek. Star, Star Trek. The but you're right with AI and technology <laughs> is and laser. Like I said, I've seen the advancement in laser removal technology. These ones, or these ones? It's all an episode of Intervention. <laughs> and I know I'm fine. Illinois, Mr. Robert Bobby McNeely, he is going to join us tonight. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Elaine Zhang, and today I am here with Eli Seal, documentary filmmaker. I need more. Welcome to The Only Way is Linda. Today I have a really special guest here. 